I'm upset. <laughs> we just recorded an amazing introduction, and uh, it but it, but it wasn't recording, so no. we didn't record it. <laughs> it's okay though, because you guys are listening to Seven Minutes in Heaven, the Sex News Podcast, Round Two, with your co-host Ariel Kaplan and Miriam Jivatovsky. Okay, Miss Positive Polly Pocket. <laughs> It's okay. I'm a negative Nancy. Yeah. I'm a positive Polly. <laughs> Can I do my rap again though? Oh, fine. No, I'm kidding. Please. <laughs> you know, the boots and cats. <laughs> Juggle his balls like a jester. Down to my sub, I say yes, sir. Puff, puff, pass, mouth full of cotton, deep throat his dick, till that shit is stopping. Ooh. Ooh. Actually. Actually? Actually? Actually, I think that was better than the first I time. I agree, but I'm out of breath now from the... <laughs> anyway, I, I read that on the train, so... Very beautiful, and you're very... Tell me about the toy man. Okay. <laughs> Not okay. a sex toy man, you guys. Okay. So I've talked about him a lot on the podcast, but I don't know who's keeping track. <laughs> In your little notebooks. In your little notebooks. I was dating this guy for a couple of months. He was one of my friends, uh, one of my coworkers' friends. And we were both pretty emotionally unavailable, except at the time I thought only he was. But now I know that I am too shocker (laughs) and so he was like moving to a foreign country um which i will not name (laughs) lest his identity is exposed and uh i tried to fuck his roommate i was acting about it i tweeted about (laughs) it he screenshotted it he sent it to me because like i didn't think anybody i didn't think he was looking that's when i taught when i say like i don't think anybody's looking at my shit like i just do things and then uh there are consequences yeah yeah and like that's not fair to me because it's my diary right stop reading don't read my public tweets yeah basically it's like well i thought he wasn't into me and um so i was tweeting and thinking he doesn't give a shit about me he's not gonna look at my stuff right right but really like i mean we were he did like me so he was upset (laughs) he he leaves um i really tried to make amends he wasn't into it then i saw him recently and we did make amends word and i was like i want to fuck you and he was like same but i have a girlfriend he's in an open relationship long distance and he's like um i want to fuck you in the bathroom here at this party i was at Whoa. uh but i can't like until you know i talk to my girl and i'm like Ugh, okay Ew. um Again, so this is a long distance relationship. My coworker didn't know that. So I thought this girl was here the entire time. And now I'm like, oh, well, whatever, which is really horrible of me. <laughs> like, I should be like, you know, be faithful to her, except she's the one who doesn't want to be with him. I thought they were in an open relationship. He wants to be exclusive and she doesn't. Oh. Yeah. That's the thing. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to be exclusive with me, though. Until I wanted either. to fuck your roommate. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what I want. I don't want anything. That's okay. I don't want intimacy. Stop. Okay. 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 So <clears throat> when I went to Amsterdam, he was also abroad and he slid into my DMs and he was like, how long are you going to be there? Maybe I'll come. I was like, yes, let me suck your dick. We can trip. And he was like, you know, I can't because my girlfriend will be jealous. And I was like, Whoa. oh, like jealous that he was visiting me and not her or mm. seeing another girl and not her. But they're in an open relationship. Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder if she knows who I am. And then later on, I discover slash he told me (laughs) that he says that he misses my blowjobs so much. He was like, you're the blowjob queen. And he said, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't know you were in front of a royal, did you? (laughs) She knew. I knew. (laughs) So he tells me that he showed his girlfriend this video of me sucking his dick that we took once so that she could learn my technique of how to give blowjobs and blowjob 101 with your host wait so i go first of all i go what the fuck dude that's so fucking weird 
Um, but first, actually, I sent him the link to our blowjob episode. <laughs> and I said, first of all, you could have just sent her this. Like, yeah. just sent her this episode. Please. And two, you, that's fucked up. <laughs> um, I text everyone I know, except for you, because I was saving this to, to tell on the pod. OMG. And um, everyone's like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. How could he do that? He's such an asshole. And meanwhile, I was just like so flattered. Yeah. It was so <laughs> like he wasn't gaslighting me anymore. He was gassing me up. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Character um, development. <laughs> so I'm excited to have sex with him again. And I had a sex dream with him last night and told him so. And that ensued a little sexting nice yeah that I was my morning you guys bang soon yeah and all, all my other friends are like don't <laughs> so i'm glad to be the devil that's on your why shoulder. you're my number one friend <laughs> sorry everyone else yeah fuck you guys <laughs> i love you guys too <laughs> um i found someone on tinder oh my god i matched this guy he super liked me that's so creepy i know well <laughs> You know when you get the super likes, <laughs> there's four really hot guys. They're so hot. They're always really hot. The algorithm just gets it. You know what I'm I saying? I think because they know like who gets the most swipes, they must be the, right. the hottest. The people that are getting the super like options. So yeah. I always send those. So I kind of am like, am I one of the hot girl <laughs> options? But <laughs> it turned out um, this guy messages me and he goes, "Are you Miriam from the Seven Minutes in Heaven podcast?" And I was like, what? You know? Okay, did that make you horny, though? I don't even know. Like, I just, I don't think it made me horny, but it kind of made me, like, think, like, whoa, we're a podcast. We're a, we are <laughs> no longer women. We are, I identify as a podcast. Yeah, that's my new gender, so. Honestly, that would be a millennial. Yeah. That's what, boomers. <laughs> what do you identify as now, a podcast? <laughs> yeah i do um and it was cool to be identified for my podcast and if you listen are listening right now that was cool and anyone else who's listening if you super like me on tinder i'll know you're a fan of the pod if you swipe super swipe me on tinder i'll think you're weird but i'll (laughs) I'll look at you first yeah but yeah so i think that's enough of that should we talk about fucking sex news no i still have more things to talk about okay i got a really sweet fan mail today okay i want to talk so this girl messaged me or she slid into my professional emails um a few weeks ago and said she's in this relationship she she wants to explore her sexuality um she's not sure she is into women but wanted to try and she doesn't want to leave her boyfriend she just wants to know to know right and like she was like you know we could have a threesome whatever so i was talking back and forth so she emailed me weeks later update she came out to her boyfriend and he said oh well i'll read the email so she goes update I came out to my boyfriend a couple of days ago. His literal, his literal response was, and I'm so thankful to have him, man. We've been talking about a threesome, but slowly getting into the topic. Thanks again for your kind words and support. You were the first person I came out to. And I thought that was super dope. So if you're listening, I'm so happy for the both of you. Yeah. Okay. People have been asking me what I think about No Nut November, and I don't think anything. Yeah. Like it's a joke. I think nothing is that even actually not nutting in november like 4chan yeah um, like the, in, in cell they wouldn't be nutting anyway let's be real haha <laughs> boom except with their hands i guess um yeah whatever don't nut if you don't want to nut i don't yeah, give a I don't shit know. i think you if do. you're participating in that like it's what what what's really going on you know what i've been doing i've been masturbating in the mornings like i've been oh. doing it every day this week because okay <laughs> I started off being like, I want to meditate in the mornings. First thing (laughs) when I wake up, I'm going to do a meditation. But every time I end up falling back asleep. So I was like, okay, I can't do that. So now I've been masturbating. It's because usually I wake up and I go straight to my phone. I don't want to be doing that. Mm -hmm. So now my thing is like, I wake up and then I masturbate and then I come and then I have an amazing day. Like this has been a really great week. I've had so much energy and I, I'm not really a coffee drinker in general, but like I've been drinking way less coffee because I've had energy wow. because of masturbating in the morning. So Dude. I don't know. Give it a shot. Let's do a study. Women journal how they feel after masturbating in the day versus morning versus night or both. Yeah. I feel like you should do both. I feel like it's kind of like 
uh, exercise. You know, when you exercise in the morning, then you have energy. But when you exercise at night, it helps you go to sleep. I think I it's kind of the same with masturbation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. Masturbating. I didn't know that exercise can also at night can help you go to sleep. I would think it would make you wired. When I have troubles or I can't anymore, but in college, I used to have a gym in my building. And when I couldn't sleep, I would exercise and then fall asleep. You're a freak. Yeah. I mean, it happened twice. (laughs) Because usually I can sleep. (laughs) Last bit of housekeeping. (laughs) Never say that again. Oh, we say that at work a lot. I'm kidding. Housekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you recycle sex toys? She wants to know. I quickly did a Google search and it appears that some states have like a local place that you can donate it to, but there are very few of them. I think maybe there's only like three or four of them. Um, And so what a Vice article recommended is uh, contacting your local e-waste disposal center and actually record that phone call and then send it to us. Please. We have questions. (laughs) Okay, now we can news. Yeah, we can news. Hello, sluts. Adult sex ed classes are on the rise. Ooh. I'm going to count this as an adult sex ed class. Yeah. We're on the Winky rise, face. baby. We are rising. Um, so less than half of American high schools and only 20% of middle schools teach sex ed. Boo. And But these classes aren't like a replacement for sex ed. They're not condoms on a cucumber. They're more focused on like more specific things. <laughs> We're not talking condoms on a cucumber here. <laughs> Keep your cucumber out of this classroom check your cucumber at the door you better because... check your cucumber before you wreck it your cucumber <laughs> have you ever masturbated with a cucumber no i have okay and then what did you do with it i threw it out you didn't eat it no <laughs> i thought about it i'm not it's gonna like lie cucumber and it's like a pickle <laughs> ew dude oh my kind of god you think about it like if you yeah. held it in there for a while anyway yeah. <laughs> But these classes, they're not condom on cucumber. When I die, bury me and put a pickle in my vagina and then and then dig me Extract. up. And then, okay, all right. <laughs> Adult classes are on the rise. Adult sex ed classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what about them? But they're more focused. So they're more like BDSM 101. They're programs designed to basically fill in the gaps left by traditional sex education. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, fill the gap. <laughs> Just the whole sentence. Mind the gap. <laughs> Um, so a lot of these classes are held at sex shops. The reason why I wanted to talk about this was because the most popular class at one of the sex shops that they talked to was Blow His Mind, a blowjob class. And our most popular episode is our Blowjobs 101 episode. So I think people are really looking for blowjob tips and we're really helping them out. Okay. So two thoughts here. One, we live in a patriarchal society where we're taught that we have to suck the dick. Right. Society. And like to improve your standing in his eyes. Yeah. You have to blow his mind. It is like an offering to your God. It's your, um, what's it called? Your sacrifice. Your sacrifice (laughs) to the Lord. Right. Um, And then the other thing could be, call her daddy girl, say this a lot, that a lot of girls just don't know how to give good head. I guess I just thought we all kind of did, but but because of our searches, like no people are really looking for that, right? But also gay dudes too. Yeah. Like they know, they know, what they to know because they have penises. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like talk to your partner, but also I guess listen to our blowjobs one hundred and one episode. Yeah, oh, it's a really good episode. It's a good episode, and it is our by far our mo- most popular. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, you horny pussy eating is second but like that one came out first actually and it's still like surpassed yeah um so that's patriarchy for you anyway well also i think we definitely have we have less male listeners yeah and most of our female listeners i think are straight but i don't or if they're queer they already know how to eat pussy good that's true good for you guys good job you guys okay sorry i'm anyway back to you arielle Have you ever lied to someone to get in their pants or been lied to to get into 
your pants? Probs. Can you think of an example? <laughs> I mean, I haven't lied. Oh, there was this one guy that I matched with on Tinder a while ago. We actually ended up kind of like dating for a while. But what? This was like years and years ago. Oh. Not like seriously, but okay. we would like hook up and be emotional. Mm. <laughs> like talk about your trauma? Our feelings, yeah. Um, it was before I'd ever had a boyfriend. But anyway, oh. when we first matched, I think I had in my profile that I went to Cornell. And he was like, oh, well, I went to Yale. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then it turned out he did not go to Yale. Oh, my God. Seiko. Yeah, I know. I was like, but I still talked to him after that. Mm. But Is he a loco? Um, he was fine. You're just like emotionally unstable. Oh, I think he just like, I think he just lied because he didn't really know who I was or like expect anything to happen. Or he's a dummy. Yeah, he's a dummy. I went to Harvard Business School. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I'm not elitist. I don't care what school you went to, but like, don't lie. <laughs> um, the one time I can remember someone lying to me was at Fat Camp. My first summer, I was 14 and uh, going into ninth grade. And this um, half Asian dude told me that he was, that he just turned 17 and that he had a bar mitzvah. He was half Jewish um he was and we made out but he wasn't half jewish and he actually just turned 18 oh and i was 14 oh my god ew yeah so that was kind of weird gross yeah um i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of other lies but that was the one that stuck out to me probably don't know that they were lies honestly well i found out at the end of that summer but there's probably a lot of pe- people who have lied to get in your pants and you don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fosh. So. Fosh. Fuck you guys. People will say just about anything. <laughs> if encounter leads to sex, the New York Post reports. The New York Post. Uh, a new study was published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology. Cool. I don't think we've had something from that journal yet. Wee-oo. New journal. <laughs> This included 108 students from a university in Israel. Cute. And uh, this was co-research with um, uh, researchers at the University of Rochester. They actually mm. do a lot of studies together, which is cool. Okay, so um, the students were all split up into pairs, opposite sex. So this was like a heterosexual context. Um, and four different studies were carried out. I'm not going to go over the the methodology of every single study so i'm just going to skip to the results um so overall what they found is when people are sexually primed uh when they get that's like getting sexual cues from someone else you know Mm. you know when you feel like that little energy and you're like oh that person's hot like yeah i'm in touch yeah or like just seeing them like damn hot damn um or like the conversation whatevs so when people are sexually primed, they're more likely to make efforts to make a good impression and deceptively change their presentation to appear more desirable. Um, duh. <laughs> okay, so in the first study, they found that people are more likely to agree with an opinion they don't actually believe in to get laid. Yep. Study two. People will conform to a potential partner's preferences in various life domains to get laid. <laughs> Studies three and four show that people are more likely to lie to a potential partner about their body count to get laid. Oh. The bottom line, when both men and women are sexually primed, we're all motivated to impress potential partners, also non-binary people. Right. Like, duh. Yeah. Like you're trying to fuck. <laughs> one track mind baby all like a lot of these sex studies and studies in general when they say something we're like oh well duh that's like everybody knows that Ladoy. but it's it's important to have research that actually backs up that universally um the universal truth assumed truth right i guess because um, things do get debunked too all the time yeah true but then also just just to reaffirm it and like support it so what the authors are saying is that when you present a skewed version of yourself to get a partner you're really just setting yourself up for failure because i mean neither of you really know the real you whoa and then it's just not gonna work yeah yeah I always try to be as authentically myself as possible when I'm on a date. 
yeah you also want to put your best foot forward and like you know i'm not going to be like all the shitty parts of myself on a first date yeah but you should be all the weird parts of yourself yeah but if you're just trying to get laid then fuck it lie who cares (laughs) agreed (laughs) very much agreed (laughs) back to you miriam all right a little spoiler alert next week we're going to be talking about oh wow that was the worst thing we've ever done (laughs) (laughs) well spoiler alert next (laughs) sorry next week we're gonna be talking about cuffing season but i'm gonna whet your appetite Mm. uh there was a match.com singles in america survey that compiled a list of u.s cities with the best and worst cuffing season. Mm. Um, and I did not find out which ones were the worst. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I only got uh, the okay. Best. Well, yeah, I only wanted the best. Um, so this is based on cities, interest in casual dating and whether people in the city are having a lot of, or a little bit of sex. So here's the top five. Can you guess, can you guess the number one city? Oh, wait. Okay. In the States. Yeah. New York. Indianapolis. Wow. Yeah. Number one was Indianapolis. Number two, San Diego. Number three, Denver. Number four, Chicago. And number five, Memphis. New York's a terrible place to cuff. You're right. It's like everyone's lonely and sad and no one wants to fuck anyone. You're so right. I mean, we all want to, but we no, can't. No, yeah, we all want to. We just don't know how because There's we're all too stressed many people. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got overwhelmed with like yeah. that. It's like, you're not perfect. I'll find the next guy who's perfect. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a, a psychological phenomenon when you yeah. the more choices you have the Too many options mm-hmm. so it's time for us to move to indianapolis and get our <laughs> clips we're just gonna sucked. settle yeah back to you ariel <laughs> uh, this is such a you one. Oh, thanks germany unveils new law banning traumatizing conversion therapy for minors Oh, word. Okay, oh my God. For a sec, I thought you were going to say that was one of yours, and I, like, (laughs) forgot. Okay. It's not a complete ban, though, but that's only because consenting adults can still do it. Oh. Like, you know, if they want, like, okay, fine. But not if they were coerced. Okay. So, like, it's really, it is pretty protective. But they said for minors, though, so it's for under... If a consenting adult was coerced into doing it. Like, they say yes, but they agree to it but they didn't want to go an adult yeah over 18 yeah okay got it yeah okay um (laughs) (laughs) if you violate the law you can get up to a year in prison and there are up to a thousand cases of conversion therapy in germany which involves electroshock therapy and electroshock electroshock therapy (laughs) and other techniques to repress someone's sexuality Wait, um, um, yes, ma'am. You were saying that, sorry, what was the first part of what you were saying? I had a question about <laughs> consenting adults. No, after that, um, if you violate the law. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> is that, does that mean you have a clinic or you force someone, like if you're a parent and you force your child to do it, then you could go to prison. I think it was if you force for someone yeah like if you're a parent the clinics i don't know i mean they would all be illegal wouldn't they i don't know i don't know that could be a thing yeah you can you can have a clinic but you can't use it no there definitely are clinics because if you consent to to it you can do it yeah yeah Yeah. it's if if you are forcing someone else to you get that's why with a consenting adult okay so if a parent forces their child yeah to or if a friend therapy. like let's say i force you to do it but you go there and you and you say yes i'm gonna do it and no one's with you it's like but i still coerced you and if you have evidence of that then you can put me in jail yeah but I, you're less likely to get coerced by your friend than your parents yeah right? but i'm just saying that that is for minors it's illegal but also for adults it could be okay i'm just trying to illustrate how pr- how protective it is yeah. but it's not literally a total ban right um, so I also just wanted to side note that this is also used on trans people mm. to convert them into cisgendered wow. identifying people. Um, and in the U S alone this year, 200,000 trans people have been through conversion therapy. Fuck. Yeah. And, uh, studies have shown that conversion therapy raises your risk of anxiety, depression, and suicide. And trans people are already at a high risk right. of 
experiencing those things. So that's really fucking bad. God damn. Back to you, Miriam. That was a bummer, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad that I guess it's not a bummer because Germany is taking action to yeah, reduce it. They wax and they wane. You know, they they had that synagogue sh- shooting thing. But, but that wasn't the government. But now they're banning. <laughs> uh, like conversion therapy. Yeah, no, that's good that they're banning that. Uh, yeah. Well, Germany. apparently a lot of the methods that they use in conversion therapy they use on pedophiles too to get them to stopping into kids. Oh, to to reduce their desire. Yeah, because it reduces your sex drive. Oh. Yeah, and they put them on SSRIs and stuff too. And that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to me, Miriam. So Delta Airlines got caught in some controversy because they basically they took in-flight films and removed same-sex love scenes from them. What? Saying that it was, like, inappropriate content. But oh then the film God. still had, like, curse words and other things. So there, one of the movies was that movie. Oh, fuck, I didn't write it down. Booksmart, the girls. Yeah. yeah, so Olivia Wilde was the director for that, and she, like, tweeted about it, and there was an uproar. And so they've now restored the love scenes into the in-flight film. So if you're on a flight, you should still be able to see it. But it was pretty fucked up and not okay. That, like takes a lot of effort i know to like physically edit yo who owns delta airlines like a very reserved religious man i don't know i don't know if it was it's like from what i was reading it seemed just like a oversight but that's probably just a pr on delta's no, part they can't be an oversight yeah. removing same sex right yeah it's, it's not, not like a glitch in the no, system yeah yeah <laughs> Oh they were God. saying basically they were trying to make it like more appropriate for wider audiences but oh. like they kept curse words and shit so like damn delta come on y'all it's like you were just looking for an excuse to ha- get everyone to be mad at you yeah exactly you little sadist but they seem to fly under the radar with that one Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 yeah back to you ariel thank you <laughs> Men view their ex-partners more favorably than women do. Oh. That's something that, like, it's not obvious, but, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I always hear men being like, oh, my ex was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, but that, that my ex said that about his exes, and yeah, he was yeah. crazy, so. Yeah, no, that is definitely a thing. But then I think, like, women, like, you hear about women having abusive boyfriends. Right, right. Not that, like men don't have abusive girlfriends too but yeah. it's definitely a lot more common the other way around. yeah yeah just like the in um, a hetero the stereotypical things that you hear right um and i think i was more inclined to believe this because i only have one ex and my one ex loves me right <laughs> so i'm like yep that checks out like you could have him back if you wanted yeah so this was published on october 24th Fresh off the journal of psychological <laughs> and personality science. Cool. It's also a new one. Yeah. Wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> the researchers wanted to look into how we view past relationships because they can inform future ones. Right. You know, like, oh, that girl fucked me up so much and now I can't eat lettuce. <laughs> I don't know what just happened yeah, there. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> so there were three studies involving various surveys and also involving 876 participants in okay. overall those three. And again, I don't want to go over them just because um, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not at the study section. Yeah. Um, so the results showed that women are better at coping with breakups and they seek support from their friends, which is healthy. Men usually distract themselves with work, sports, drinking, or rebounding. Yeah. Um, men reported being more emotionally supported than women and were also more open to having more than one sexual partner. The authors of the study think that the authors of the study think that this explains why men think more fondly of their exes because they don't want to close the door with sex on them. But it could also be because they miss the person who supported them during the relationship. So it's like, you know, women are treating men and supporting men more often than men are to women right. in the society that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like this is something I talked about with a friend a long time ago, how like women are taught to really, really want to be in a relationship and to be with someone. And so it's something that like we really look for and we put a lot of energy into finding. 
and men are kind of taught that they don't need to be in a relationship so they kind of don't really care if they get into one so mm-hmm. it's like once you're in a relationship as the woman you're like this is what I've always wanted and it doesn't match up to what you expected or what you like the happiness you thought it would bring whereas men are like wait this is actually kind of chill like I didn't expect this and so their their expectation like the men's expectations were low they were like I don't need a girlfriend and then Mm -hmm. they get someone who's supportive and loving and caring whereas women are like this man's going to change my life and then they don't Mm -hmm. or they drain your energy or they just like you're just the same yeah they're not like a frog that turns into prince charming they're just a frog yeah and we're like um princesses yeah we are we are sleeping beauty and they kiss us and we wake up and or maybe we're cinderella because she's a good cleaner (laughs) i always cleaned my ex's apartment i clean every man's place yeah i should stop or at least get paid for it yeah women are more likely to blame their partner for their relationship failure men are more likely to say they don't know why the relationship ended (laughs) you know yeah um but well back to what you're saying dudes spread their seed and women carry it and we're we're weighed down with the boulder that is our fetus and men can just keep ejaculating. I mean, keep it in your pants. Re- no, not November. <laughs> I think that's pretty reductive. I think people biologically a lot from emotional intimacy and people who are in relationships live longer than single people. Like there's a re- like loneliness is the, uh, worst torture. Yeah. Isolation. For, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think that like, because we live in a patriarchal society, everything's around the man. So when you're in a heterosexual relationship, it is expected that the woman's going to be, and also men aren't allowed to express their emotions really like to their friends or to their family. Like you're not really allowed to be emotional. The only context in which you can be is in a relationship with yeah. a woman. Cause you're like, Oh, this is a woman, a girl. She's not going to judge me for having emotions right now. Yeah. And Ugh. so it's like one person that you can let it all out and put all your shit on yeah um and yeah yeah and then it's like a fucking explosion and the girl's like whoa you're like oh shit you didn't unpack any of this yeah. <laughs> oh my god first relationships are the worst yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like pumping a, a bottle of champagne except it's acid <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're i don't know in my first relationship obviously i dated someone who had serious mental health issues and like needed to be in inpatient treatment but like you feel almost special because you're taking on their hardships and you're like making it better. And I mean, there was obviously manipulation involved too, but like it feels good to take care of someone. It feels Mm -hmm. good to like be someone who can make someone else feel happy, but that's not a two-sided relationship. And so now like we were talking about this like kind of recently when I date someone, if I go on a date with someone and they get like super emotional or really open up early on, that's a huge red flag for me. And I'm like, fuck no, I don't want to hear about this. Like, I really don't want to hear about your childhood trauma right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you don't you read to... the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what I'm signing up for. Like everyone has trauma and I want to be emotional and hear about what hurt you. But like, there's a time and a place and it should be two sided. Like I should be telling you what hurt me too. Yeah. There. Yeah. You, you have to build that foundation. Yeah. You can't just trust any bitch. Right. But I mean, Miriam is pretty trustworthy. <laughs> and I just think men are so starved for someone to listen to them and to yeah. like be emotional Oh, with. you poor, poor sad, sad men. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, well, it's okay. hard. Patriarchy is hard and it sucks for yeah. everyone. It yeah. just doesn't just suck for women, but it sucks yeah. for women more. And yeah. non-cis men. Yeah. And queer men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was all of it. That was all. There the, it is. That was all the news. Yeah. <laughs> What are we talking about today, Ariel? What are we talking about today, Ariel? Circumcised and uncircumcised penises. <laughs> Took us a while to get that, you guys. Yeah, we practiced. Yeah, we nailed it now. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the deal with uncircumcised dicks? Because I'm Jewish. Yeah, so basically, like, the majority of my sexual experiences for a long time were, un- were circumcised penises. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Thailand... I realized that the only people who have circumcisions are either in the U.S. or in Israel. Everywhere else, unless you're Jewish or Muslim, you don't circumcise. And Kenya and Korea. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well. 
You're you so smart. Because <laughs> I did the research on that part. <laughs> but my ex-boyfriend was uncircumcised and it was really fun. And I think we should do your study first and then I can do the test. Yeah, yeah. But... You're so right. Okay. So Wait, I... Before, yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Please. If you ever have a child who has a penis, would you circumcise them? Yeah, for fauche. Fauche. I'm going to get that bris. Yeah, you to get that bread. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to do an article for my Jewish parenting site about like Jewish mom's reactions or like, what was it like to witness your son getting a breast? Cause that just sounds fucking horrible. Right. A lot of people will go into a different room. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. My I mom mean, had to do three of them. Yeah. Also like, don't go to a different room. You're putting your baby through that. You have to be there. Well, okay. So why might someone get circumcised besides religious reasons? Oh, a great question. <laughs> Um, I brought two studies to the table. One is super quick. It's called, Does Male Circumcision Reduce Women's Risk of Sexually Transmitted Infections, Cervical Cancer, and Associated Conditions? Question mark. They both came out in 2019. Okay, so this these were the results from 70-plus articles. Um, and in short, yes. <laughs> Male circumcision is indeed associated with a lower risk of being infected by HPV, contracting cervical cancer, bacterial vaginosis, and trichomonas. Trichomoniosis. Trichomonas. Trichomonas. No. Trichomitosis. Trichomonas. <laughs> Can you read it? I thought it was trichomoniosis. No, there's no, no I there, dude. Oh, unless I spelled it Okay, whatever the fuck that is, that <laughs> vaginalis. It's okay. like another one. Anyway, those latter two, the bacterial vaginosis and whatever the fuck that other one is, they're basically like milder versions of a yeast infection. Right. It's it just, just has like, like the imbalance. same. Yeah. Uh, like, you know. Um, so male circumcision can save vaginas. Well, that's because, first of all, it's easier to put a condom on an on a circumcised penis. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, uncircumcised. I mean, the reason why circumcisions exist is because, like, at least in, in Judaism, most of the rules are just, like, hygienic. Like, pork you weren't supposed to eat because you could get sick. Um, and now Dirty it's just... pigs. Yeah. Um, and circumcisions happen because it's harder to clean under the foreskin. Like, it can yeah. get dirty. But, like, just clean your dick if yeah. you have a foreskin. It can get dirty, but it mustn't be. <laughs> what was that accent? <laughs> No, I don't know. It's be like Mary Poppins or something. It's uh, Irish. Okay, oh. so now that we've established um, that male circumcisions can prevent some STIs, you know, it doesn't pre- prevent chlamydia or gonorrhea. But like Miriam said, which I didn't know, that it's harder to get the condom on. So if it's harder to get the condom on, then there's a bigger chance of it, like you know, obviously Coming falling off. off. Yeah. Um. And just some other random stats. Thirty <laughs> percent of the world's male population ages fifteen and older are circumcised. Hot. Uh two thirds of Muslims are comprised of that. Point eight percent are Jewish and thirteen percent uh are non Muslim and non Jewish men in the US. Right. I wonder how many non Jewish men are not circumcised. A lot. I think it only really in very few countries is it customary for there to be a circumcision. Most yeah. countries just keep it. Yeah, it's like just the states. Well, I I did read somewhere that um the UK in the UK circumcision was declining mm. and I had a bunch of DMs. I have like a, a highlight on my orgasmic um Instagram account on how to give head but Miriam's gonna tell us so straight from the expert source. Um <laughs> but anyway the horses mouth <laughs> the whore his mouth that's very funny we should make a little cartoon like that on a card okay yeah. i i say uh like merch idea at least once every episode so one of you guys has got to be <laughs> statistically speaking like a merch person so just hit us up, hit us up. yeah also Let's i need a haircut together so if anyone in brooklyn can do that um so i had a bunch of uh uk people say like oh my god this is so weird and funny because i've never seen a circumcised penis <laughs> But there was at a point more circumcised dicks in the UK. Anyway, um, now to the more prevalent study. Like I said, also published this year. So it's fresh and new. Sex and male circumcision. Women's preferences across different cultures and countries is systematic review. Hot. 
so I'm definitely not telling all of the results because it's very, very long. But as always, it's linked in the show notes. Um, so I'm just going to go over the most interesting things to me because this is subjective. Uh, it was published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, and the study includes 29, or it includes analysis of 29 publications used to figure out if uh, male circumcision influences women's preferences for having sex, the reasons for it, and whether women prefer to circumcise their sons or not outside of religion. Mm. The results. Um, so I thought this was so interesting. One study surveyed women before and after they had sex with a man who was circumcised and uncircumcised. Like they had sex with him when he was uncircumcised and then they had sex with him after he was circumcised and they rated their satisfaction like a bunch of stuff. So, um, in Mexico overall, there was no difference in satisfaction, desire, orgasm, um, or pain during P and V oral and anal so cool in kenya 91 percent found it to be more enjoyable and 97 percent were more satisfied which sound kind of the same to me with the circumcised with a circumcised penis in uganda 40 percent uh said that the circumcised penis improved their sexual satisfaction three percent uh reported that it reduced it and 57 percent no change so i mean just do the math 11% reported an increase in orgasm frequency, which is pretty dope. 25% said that their partners orgasmed more. Interesting. Another 25% said their partner wanted sex more. And 15% said their partners had an easier time staying erect. um, And there was no difference in age, religion, or educational status across those polled from Uganda. Overall... The study found that women overwhelmingly preferred a circumcised penis for its better appearance, um, for hygiene, for the reduced risk of infection, and enhanced enhanced sexual activity. And then for the mother's preference for son circumcision, um, they were for it for health, disease prevention, and hygiene because obviously they don't they're not getting turned on by their children by their son's sake but yeah so this was interesting because um most of the world is not circumcised but based on this very extensive study women think that circumcised dicks look better and they were very much influenced by the um lower risk of infection right that was a huge one which i think is like a newer development yeah science yeah okay um so that's all good and all but if you aren't circumcised that's fine too <laughs> not for me but for, <laughs> for Miriam I really like uncircumcised penises I think they um are more fun to have sex with I mean to be fair the only person I've ever loved in my life sexually had a uncircumcised penis so maybe I just need to love a circumcised penis and that'll be different <laughs> but, I mean yeah I've heard like um I've heard really great things about it. For me, it's just because I I haven't witnessed it so many times. Yeah. So it can be a little like off-putting if you're very used to seeing circumcised penises to see an uncircumcised penis. Also, they don't all look the same. Like some foreskins are longer, some are shorter. So it can be kind of, especially if you're not expecting it, if it's new, it can be a little off-putting, as I said. Yeah. Um, I think when I first saw one, I was like, "Uh, what's happening? Yeah. It's just like shocking to the eye. Yeah. It's just different. Um, But I would say my number one tip if you're having sex with someone and you shouldn't you shouldn't react poorly to their genitals. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what's on it. So when the, a penis becomes erect, the foreskin will usually pull back. But mm-hmm. you should pull it back too. It's pretty fun. Don't go too hard. Foreskins are different sensitivities. Oh my God. So like, I mean, my ex loved when I like pulled it down pretty aggressively. Well, but he's a little freaky freak. <laughs> yeah. But there's some people who have very sensitive foreskins and it's a uh, spectrum. So... Obviously, communicate with your partner, um, but it's fun to hold it. It's kind of like, you know, what bat mitzvahs and stuff, those little jelly, like, sleeves that you could kind of roll. There was, like, a hole in the middle of yes, it. Yes, yes. And there were toys. And At it was the yeah. Liberty Science Center. It's called a fucking, I forgot what it's called, but a that's jelly. kind of what the for, a foreskin feels like. Like, it, it moves up and down really, it's really fun. It's, like, super fun to uh, move it and to play with it. And so you should because it like feels good to the person. Yeah. So just like if you're if you have a foreskin in your life, play with it and experiment with it and 
Don't shame it. And if you have a foreskin, clean it. Yeah, please clean it. <laughs> but it's not that hard to clean it. Just like take a shower. I mean, these rules were made before we had like showers and stuff and people yeah. aren't showering frequently. Like some dudes or some people with penises are not cleaning their dicks and it's giving all the rest of the penis havers a bad name for but even people who don't have foreskins aren't cleaning their dicks and their balls smell terrible oh my god so. yeah ugh ugh just like wash your penis you anyone who's listening who to this are. right now who has a penis just go wash pause it pause right the podcast actually bring your phone into the bathroom and just put this on speaker <laughs> and and wash your fucking dick. Wash your dick and wash your teeth while you're at them yeah, brush your teeth brush your teeth <laughs> we're bringing that back um yeah personally i don't i think i would let uh, the person I have a baby with decide if my child would get circumcised because I don't have a dick. Um, so I wouldn't want to make that decision. But mm, interesting. I would want the partner who has a dick to make the decision. And if I didn't have a partner who had a dick, I would, uh, I guess, talk to the men in my life and see, or the dick havers in my life, and see what they think. But Let your know. father decide. No. <laughs> Why? Because he would want him to Too be much power. Yeah, he would yeah. be biased. He's Jewy. Yeah um wait i have a question about the lubricant of the extra skin oh yes i forgot about that yeah so that's a really cool thing about circumcised uncircumcised penises is that they lubricate more mm-hmm. um i didn't really know that until i started researching for this episode because like my ex did have a very wet dick <laughs> yeah well th- that's what i'm most interested it's in pretty cool especially like um obviously i didn't use condoms with my ex because we were in an exclusive relationship oh obviously <laughs> So, like, the wetness is really cool because it's, like, my pussy wet, your dick wet, you know? Like, we're both wet. wetting it up. I mean, like, pe- people, I've had sex with people with penises who have pre-cum and stuff, but it's definitely a lot more. Mm. And it just feels like more just, you know, what God intended, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he gave it to them. So, have fun. Go suck on a foreskin tonight. Ew. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Don't yuck my yum. Yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> no i took a an uncircumcised penises virginity wow yeah but i didn't have to touch it because <laughs> it just, went inside he, of you he just no he put on a condom and then he just he put it inside of me and then immediately came <laughs> lol <laughs> and then i ghosted him yeah that's fair. all right well that's that should we answer some cues Let's answer some cues. We heard you thought a sex question. Well, you've come to the right place. Unless your question's about something unrelated, like types of snakes. But if your question's about sex, not snakes, then ask it here on Sex Questions. This one comes from a trans mask which i'm assuming is the same thing as trans man i tried googling it couldn't find information um but this person says i am trans mask and suffer from gender dysphoria my partner is a cis man things are weird because i don't like being touched sometimes in certain places and dirty talk just feels awkward i've never orgasmed and he feels bad about that but i've never masturbated either i don't know it just seems like a big mess Ooh, yeah i would start with masturbating right but i from like my understanding when you're a trans man it can be really like especially if you have gender dysphoria Mm -hmm. like masturbating can be pretty difficult because you're touching a clitoris but like that's not masculine right um so i compiled some research and we'll link to some resources in the show notes because obviously i'm not a trans man so i can't necessarily speak to your experience but just some things that i found on the internet so you should probably do some research too um but you can masturbate without directly touching yourself so you can always use vibrators dildos but if that feels a little bit too feminine there are sex toys out there that were specifically created for trans men uh one is called kiss x by buck angel it's basically it almost looks like a penis and it goes on top of your clitoris and you kind of it's like kind of like a sleeve like a fleshlight but it's small so you can get off if you're on t they have a bigger one too um, there's also the NB by Wildflower. So there's been Wildflower sex controversy, but they do have this sex toy. It's called an NB. Mm-hmm. It's a non-binary sex toy. It kind of looks like a stingray and it vibrates and you can kind of hump it. But you're not going to be able to orgasm but from someone else if you can't make yourself orgasm. So mm-hmm. definitely start by trying to figure out how to make yourself come. Mm-hmm. If that means you don't want to touch 
your body parts, that's okay. But there's other ways to do it. You could also do over the underwear if that helps you a little bit too. Um, another thing that I was looking at was renaming your genitals might be really helpful. So like don't call it a vagina or a clitoris. You can call it whatever you want. Some places called it a front hole, which I thought was cute. Um, and you can be more creative or talk to your partner, uh, which brings me to talk to your partner. Um, if you don't like dirty talk or it makes you feel uncomfortable, you should tell your partner that. Uh, you should also tell your partner that you have gender dysphoria and that yeah. you feel weird. And like not not while you guys are having sex, but yeah, yeah, beforehand or oh, after, yeah. in like a more serious setting, right? Also, anal is non-binary. Everyone has a butt, so you could do try to do more anal sex. Mm-hmm. That's um, a good idea. And one last tip was you can keep clothes on. So if there's certain clothing that affirms your gender for you, like certain clothes that you find really masculine or you can bind your breasts or something that could be helpful to affirming your gender. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as I said, we're not experts on this, so I will leave some resources in the show notes. Yeah. Like I would look at Reddit. So many people have gender dysphoria Yeah, and they could probably help you more than we can. Yeah. (laughs) But those toys were good. Miriam yeah good good job unfortunately there's not that many honestly sex toys that were specifically made for trans men or non-binary people they toys are pretty gendered even like I think there are toys that aren't necessarily gendered just by looking at them but like if you look at unbound babes like of course you don't have to be a a woman or identify as a woman to shop there but it is very feminine so I get that if you don't I you don't want to like you want to affirm your masculinity that you might not want to shop there mm-hmm. um, but they they also like there are plenty of toys that don't look like penises if that's like you don't want to be putting that inside of you um like if that feels i don't know but yeah. seems like there's a gap in the market that maybe we could fill yeah maybe with this person we can work together yeah make something awesome i i'm I think that there's going to be a shop dedicated to non-binary people soon i hope so yeah it's time like that seems like a very obvious gap yeah All right. Another question we got. Could you please give some advice on how to beat premature ejaculation? It's killing both me and my lady. Thank you. Honestly, your podcasts are a good thing. Really? Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, boy, do we have the thing for you. Also, are you sure you listen to our podcast? (laughs) Roman swipes. (laughs) Yeah. If you go to getroman.com slash SMH, you'll get $10 off your order and free shipping. Um, and there's these swipes that you just swipe on your dick and they make you last longer. Essentially, they kind of numb you a little bit. So you last longer. It's clinically proven to work. Just try it and let us know how it, it works for you. Also, besides that, if tongue and finger game strong, your partner's not going to care if your dick's hard or not. Maybe that's not true. Okay, I don't think that's true. But but that is a good <laughs> idea to like take breaks. Yeah. Ooh, also switching up positions. Yeah will help you last longer yeah you could do positions that maybe don't stimulate you as much or like Mm -hmm. hit it right for you as much um and do for your partner um and also maybe masturbate a little bit more yeah yeah like come before you fuck yeah like before your partner comes over yeah i want i wonder what your refractory period is can you can you come again quickly maybe you have to come first and then you can stay harder for longer usually that's what happens yeah penises yeah so experience uh, boom another question we got super quiet sex toys for incognito masturbation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so unbound babes most of their toys are pretty quiet you can get reviews the squish um, is pretty quiet. Yeah, and the bender's quiet too. Yeah. Um, what I like about the squish though is that you you have a lot of control over it. So the minute, the harder you squeeze on the toy, the more it vibrates. So when you're not uh, touching it, it's not it vibrating. Oh, yeah. cool. So it's quick, quick to be quiet. But also you yeah. could use like a glass dildo mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sound at all. Yeah, things that aren't vibrators. Exactly. Um, and if you need a code, you know we got you. If you go on adamandeve.com and use our code 7 like the number uh you'll get 15 to 50 percent off your order and a bunch of presents so mm-hmm. it's a good place to find your quiet sex toys yeah if it's an adam and eve toy it's 50 percent off and if it's any other toy it's 15 yeah off. yeah and one thing i really wanted to try i haven't yet is a stainless steel sex toy it's like mm. a glass one where it warms up to your body but it's heavier uh-huh so it's supposed to be feel feel really good oh yeah so like it feels more like a cock let me know if you do that yeah it does apparently. cool All right, here's our last question. It's a long one. How to talk about STIs with casual hookups in a non-stigmatizing way and negotiate exclusive friend with benefits. 
Here's the background. I have several chronic autoimmune illnesses and unfortunately can't take the majority of medications used to treat most STIs, so I have to be super careful. I wouldn't die or anything, but would have to transition off all of my meds in order to treat an STI and then retransition back onto them, Ugh. which would take six plus months total and basically make oh me non-functional God. for that whole time. Oh my God. How do I, one, explain this to a potential hookup? Two, ask them when they last got tested and last slept with someone without contributing to STI stigma. Three, negotiate an exclusive friend with benefits casual sex situation because I'm not trying to date, but also can only have sex safely if my partner's STI free and not at risk of contracting an STI. I feel like that's so much to ask out of someone I'm not in a relationship with. So I'm really at a loss of how to deal with this help. Yeah. That's a toughie. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, condoms. I know they don't prevent every single STI, but they're pretty good. Yeah. I also don't think it's stigmatizing to ask someone when they last got tested and when they last had sex with someone. Um, I ask that pretty frequently. Yeah. It's just that they can lie, you know, yeah. like um, we're none of us are trying to get STDs and STIs, but like your case is so much more intense that there's more at risk. And but anyone your- can lie, even if you really, really trust and love someone like people cheat all the time. I would tell this person that you have this chronic illness and that you would basically be non-functional for six plus months. And I think this kind of means that you can't like you have to be a little bit more careful with the people you have sex with. You should you should just be like, I'm allergic to STIs. <laughs> I think that's like the simplest way to put it. Yeah. I have this like severe allergy and um but yeah, you're right. Just use condoms. Yeah. Well, do we know that they're, this is a woman, right? I believe so, but they didn't specify. Okay. So we're assuming this is heterosexual. Right. Because cause they didn't say otherwise. Yeah. Um, and that, unfortunately, is the default. So yeah, condoms. If they don't want to use the condom, use the internal condom. Right. Like we just talked about. Yeah. But I, if you're, you need to be super careful. I don't think it's wrong to like, ask them to get tested with you maybe i think you like i don't think it's fair to ask for an exclusive friends with benefits situation but you could use condoms with someone and tell them like that they need to be getting tested frequently if yeah. they're with you like probably don't have one night stands yeah wait until you're until you like you know the person feel more a little comfortable that they would you know care a little more that you're not just a rando that they're like um that sounds like a lot of effort and i don't care and i'm just gonna go fuck someone else right right um, I guess if like having a some like a fuck buddy that before you have sex go get tested with you, I think is very unlikely. Yeah, but if you like someone and you wanna maybe you like hooked up a few times without having sex like you just made out and you've tried to take it to the next level, you could say, I think there's nothing wrong with saying I have this uh, I have an autoimmune disorder that like explain your situation. And then say, like, that's why it's really important that you don't have any STIs, because if I contract one, like, it could really fuck me up. For I six agree months. with you. There's nothing wrong with I mean, that you should say that. And everybody should be having this discussion. It's just like m- more anxious for her because it's even worse for her right. to get this. And I just think she should feel out the relationships and, like you said, have to be more selective and careful. Like, yeah. you can't you can't be really sexually risky and like just fuck on the first date right um and that's okay yeah but i mean again condoms do protect against most not all but most stis yeah so just make sure you know how to use a condom and you're using it well Mm -hmm. you're using lube if it sometimes you can tell a condom's about to break like don't just keep going always i would always have condoms on you internal and external yeah just have like 20 condoms with you at all times yeah just stack them on top like have a separate purse just for condoms this is my condom bag (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah you're just gonna have to you can't run around being a total slut yeah you can still be pretty slutty don't you worry yeah and i'm so sorry yeah that sucks but you know at least you're still getting your nut yeah Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Follow us on Instagram at smhpod. Email us the smhpod at gmail.com. 
leave us five stars subscribe if you want to see our new um artwork unsubscribe and resubscribe but make sure to resubscribe oh also on wednesday miriam and i are doing our first live show yeah we're doing a live show in williamsburg very excited to see you all there yeah it's, got tickets it's pretty exclusive so i know we ran out of tickets before we could even announce it yeah oh my episode. god but we'll depending on how this goes we'll have another one yeah okay bye bye oh, yeah.